Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are we lads? Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello. How do? You're very welcome to the Mayo are back. Season 4, episode 4. We've got a nice little treat for the listeners to start tonight's show. We've got a little bit of Mayo ASMR. Just for your inbred Mayo eardrums to enjoy. So sit back, take a minute, and relax. Tom Parsons. Seamus O'Shea. Robert Henley. Neil Douglas. So guys, I hope you enjoyed that, you know, little novel intro to tonight's uh, podcast. I hope that sounded nice in your eardrums and, you know, got you in the mood for what should be another really nice soiree, a nice little bit of chit-chat and, uh, you know, to get you through this uh, this lockdown. So I hope you're keeping well. I'm joined this evening by my old buddy, my old dance partner, TJ. How are you keeping? How do, Fat Lar? Thanks very much for that. I suppose we were inundated with text over the last while. A lot of the fans out there, you know, they're looking for that little bit of comfort, that little bit of nice in-ear listening pleasure. They wanted the ASMR to start and it could be become a big feature of the podcast going forward if you liked it. I suppose some people were saying they stick on the podcast and they don't like getting into the the, the meat isn't too veg of it straight away they like to be kind of eased, eased and into it, coerced yeah. into it just a little bit now so we tried to just do that to you know wetten you up and get ready to go with the rest of the podcast and I suppose we've got an action packed whirlwind podcast coming up this evening Fat Larry we've got a, our, our roundup. we're going to talk about what's you know some of the hot topics and big issues in Mayo at the moment and after the break we're going to be coming back with our review of Normal People I'm really looking forward to this one and you know what's got me you know hardest of all about watching normal people it might be you know different to everyone else's out there but just you know the way that the the club was brought into vogue over the country football was something that I really enjoyed but you know the the mayor back think tank I mean the the creative juices are really flowing you know we're working in overdrive we're producing more podcasts than ever before and you know God only knows how daft will be when there's actually some football to talk about you know it's 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 been a very fruitful season for us so far for sure 
and we're here to you know spread the fruit of our loins all over this podcast and broadcast and Valar you started off there by talking about the clubs and I suppose club season is only coming around the corner our boys are out in training and if they're not they'd want to take a good long look at themselves so the clubs are getting back and you know they're trying to do bits and pieces and you know it must be tough on them, Fat Larry. All of this time spent without the physical contact, they must love the rough and tumble of it again. Oh, I mean, you know, we've got so much, you know, pent up male aggression, you know, all over Contiwio and the and the country at large. You know, these, you know, fine, fabulous cl- club footballers who haven't been able to go out and you know strut their stuff and you know get right, you know, get right up in each other's grill. So I'd say it's gonna be. It's going to be wild. It's going to be, you know, wonderful. And it's going to be fabulous to see all the big boys back out in the field. Fat you Larry, know. can we expect as much vitriol out of the club championship this year? I mean, normally by the time we knuckle down and start watching our clubs, we've already had the ultimate disappointment of losing an All-Ireland final, which makes it much, much easier to turn on the players that got us there. So do you think the fact that we're going into the club first this year, do you think it's going to be hard for the fans to adapt to that? God, it's an interesting point, TJ, but I mean, for me personally, and I, and I know I can't speak for yourself or the inbreds out there, but, you know, I'm going to find it hard, you know, I've really, you know, really loved, you know, getting right stuck into the county footballers from, you know, opposition clubs over the past number of years and really giving them a piece of my mind, you know. You know, but I suppose we're going to have to adapt social distancing and all that. Maybe we're just going to have to hurl abuse at them from a distance. But, you know... I think so. I think, you know what, what we won't be able to do with our bodies, you know, for example, you're playing knock more and the full-time whistle goes, you could always get in on the pitch and before the players were gone off it, you'd have that, you know, 30 seconds, 40 seconds to get a good dig into one of the players that you didn't like throughout the game. That's kind of going to be gone now, we understand. So it'll be the use of the voice the use of I suppose shouting you know hurling abuse as you already said that's what we're going to be needing the most coming into this absolutely TJ you know and people are going to have to you know for the the players themselves as you said at the top of the show they're going to have to be you know doing their training and getting ready to go and the supporters out there they're going to need to get creative with their insults and their you know inbred shit talk you know We've seen some great displays of it in across the county in recent years, but they're going to have to, I think, up it to the next level. I've good faith in the inbreds that they're going to be able to, you know, take things to new heights. Is there any um, greater sight than seeing, you know, two players that play for the same county team going absolutely toe to toe on each other in a club game and sledging the shite out of each other and pulling the shorts off each other and pulling even the underpants off each other? In some cases, we would hope maybe that could possibly happen but probably for the time being maybe not God yeah but I mean you know they they seem to you know in our own case anyways they seem to be able to pull it all together you know become friends again and you know generally fall short together but they do it in a friendly and kind spirit and that's the most important thing and at the end of the day they'll all get back in the shower together after training and you know they seem to just be able to let bygones be bygones and you know I suppose like the fans in a way like the fans in a way do you know we'll go from this point of absolute sheer hatred of some of our heroes and you'll flick the switch in two months time and we'll be there you know creaming ourselves at the sight of them running onto the pitch in Crow Park whether we're doing that in Crow Park or not remains to be seen in these unprecedented times but it is worth to say in fact Larry that you know we just want to see them getting rightly stuck into each other and then bonding that us all together going forward will be all the stronger for it fans as well as absolutely players. and I mean listen no more than the players themselves a guy who you might you know 
a guy you might try and belt the shite of at a you know a club game between you know Bell Mullet and Ballina Stevenites you know those fans that would come together and flake seven shades of shit out of each other in a club game you know equally they'll be back hugging each other and you know getting behind the boys you know come the senior championship above in Crow Park you know so I think fans and players alike you know they need to get right stuck into each other and all will be well uh, come inter-county championship no doubt about it the hypocrisy of the Mayo fans it beggars belief but it's what we love Fat Larry it's what we're it's, it's a part of us it is a part of us I suppose we're so emotionally damaged from everything that's gone on in our sh- in our long long lives as being Mayo fans that you know this has had this effect on us oh god what the, your common you know county fan might have to endure in a lifetime you know we've had to endure in the past four years you know it's it's not good for the mind and it's not good for the body but you know we're a resilient bunch and listen you know we you know we find a way and you know lo and behold global pandemic or no global pandemic we still we're still fucking raring to go so I think that tells you something about the resilience of not only this fabulous Mayo team but this wonderful supporter base that we're so lucky to have here now the supporters base in question have been waiting since 1951 as I think most of our listeners will know we crunched the numbers on this one recently guys it's 69 years 69 long years of pain I suppose the Mayor back prophecy is said that after 69 years of pain will come 69 years of pleasure so let's hope that 2020 is the year that we break our duct and we get our first and from here on in it's going to be all go and what are our All-Arnold prospects in this 2020? Well, listen, I think it had been suggested by some, but wouldn't it be the most, you know, Mayo scenario of all if we were to go out and win a non-Arnold in an empty Crow Park? You know, in fairness, you know, there could be nothing. We could make no excuses about, you know, being put off by Dublin supporters or, you know, the 16th man. That kind of goes out the window this year. You know, so I think, you know, it levels the playing field. And I mean, I think as uh, as James Horne has said in the past few weeks, you know, we've as good a chance as any, you know. And I think I, for one, would give ourselves a fighting chance. Yeah, absolutely. That's good to know, Fat Larry. So we're looking forward to it. Now, I suppose one other thing that we want to talk about before we get started on our normal people is, of course, one of the topics that I suppose... Some people wouldn't go near, some people would dodge around it. But not here at Mayo or Bank, we're ready to tackle any topic at any times. And this is the one, the controversy surrounding the Bar minstrels and their name recently. You know, it's said that having minstrel as your name, and you know, in recent years, they'd probably regret the decision of moving from a Castle Bar based approach to very much, you know, being known as the minstrels or Osquilgan the Minstrelly. You know, this now has been confirmed as having extremely bad racial undertones like for example minstrels the chocolate is sweet it's black and I think that's where people are starting to take offence you know it's you know they say that there's something philanthropic about the minstrels but obviously they're nice very nice if you throw them in with a bag of popcorn or whatever which way but really when it comes down to it people are going to be offended by it and if people it is our right to be offended by everything at all times so if 100%. people are going to be offended we need to listen to the people fast and we need to change the name 
fast. What would you change to Fatler? Ah, uh, listen, there's a range of options. I mean, you've got, you know, you could change the name if you wanted to go along the line of, you know, the minstrels. You could change it to something. You could maybe change it to the Castlebar Maltesers. You could change it to the Castlebar. Hang on, Fatler. Maltesers, exact same colour as minstrels. What about the Castlebar Smarties? I think you know that Castlebar m- M&M's You know too colourful I think you know You're you're probably That's gone too far The other dis- way Yeah I mean You're probably You know you're discriminating Against all you know Colours if you went for that uh, You know you could go for I mean you could go for the, um, a, milky, a milky way But then again That's the wrong colour Then as well um, You know if, if it was my call on it And you want to go For the, the safe call And the one that I think The people themselves Would you know uh, be least offended by you know I would probably go along with the team of the last couple of years and probably call them the Castle Bear Shaw commercials I like that you know they already have the sign there ready to go that could definitely work well now I was reading through some of the Facebook threads around this particular issue and of course as we all know any of the comments that you see on Facebook are coming from really really intelligent sources guys that really have the head screwed on Um. One mentioned that a great man around Castlebar was uh, Patrick E. Ulick. And the Castlebar Ulicks could be a nice way to honour his memory. Do you know, we don't think he was a slave trader. We think he was actually from the town. It would be a nice way to remark on that. But I'd go even one step further on that, Fat Larry, and someone that's had a bit much bigger impact on Castlebar at large. And of course, Mayo, Barry Moran. What about the Castlebar Barramorans? Oh, the Castlebar Barramorans. I suppose there's difficulty there if Castlebar ever drew against... Hollymount Barrymore in a championship match absolutely. they'd have the same they'd name. have to change jerseys they would absolutely Castle Bar yeah. Big Birds the Big Birds you know you've got you've got other great men knocking around the town there who've left their mark you know you could have the the Castle Bar McBurns you could have the Castle Bar Porrick Flins you know um I mean, there's a range of options there, and I mean, I think it's important, you know, that we have this, you know, that, you know, they have the dialogue and they involve everyone because, of course, that's what you have to do nowadays, mm-hmm. and you have to take everybody's opinions on board, and then, I suppose, nothing will get achieved in the end. But as long as they're very, you know, uh, I suppose, democratic about the whole thing, you know, openness, transparency. Uh, listen, they'll probably have to just go back to calling themselves Castle Bar on its own because they won't be able to agree on anything. But listen, that's you know, that's for a different day, I think. I suppose at least you know, listeners, that we're not going to shy away from the heavy topics like this. And of course, if there's any topics that you'd like us to run our run our mouths over, you just have to get in touch with the page. If you would like to become a Cordia Mayo or Back member, get in touch with the page. We're selling the Cordia Mayo or Back cards at the moment. And to say that we have been unindated with messages, to say that we got thousands and thousands of messages would probably be an overstatement. But to say we got more than one would be a fact. And it's not often that you hear a fact on this podcast. So appreciate that, folks. So if you do want to join up, as you know, the Mayo or Back podcast is brought to you by us. But it can be brought to you by you. you. Yes. So do get in touch if you'd like to help us out in that regard. Listen, you'll get your card, you know, that card, you know, you'll be able to use that if you meet an inbred, you know, when you're travelling down in Chile or off in North Korea or somewhere and you meet a fellow inbred and you can, you know, point touch cards off each other and, you know, you can acknowledge that you're an inbred and, you know, that'll be lovely. You know, you've got that side of it. You know, It entitles you to a lot as well, Fat Larry. With the club championship, we're reliably informed that having your Cordia or back card in your pocket will allow you, you know, when you're at a club game, it will allow you to hug or kiss 
any club player of your choosing but just one of course of you know course. we're not going mad now but if you do have that card in your arse pocket go up and give you know Michael Hall a little peck on the cheek or give Fergal Bowen a little slap on the bum just something you know not too bad but kind of just you're show that you yeah, love them. exactly you're entitled to that legally with this card we've consulted with the right people or whatever um, and you know I mean you not only get that you know you can have our phone numbers if you want as part of the premium inbred package you can have the direct line you can you know get all the latest content before it comes out you know I think it's just it's a nice little it's a nice little one to have and obviously it would mean an awful lot to us here it's worth at, saying Fat Larry know. that's only if you enjoy what we do of course we know that we split opinion when we shoot the shit here on our podcast and if you don't enjoy what we do I suppose I'd suggest that you maybe don't listen to the podcast maybe don't follow us just proceed with your lives as normal if you do enjoy what you're hearing please get in touch give us a shout and we'd be more than happy to tailor this podcast for your lovely Mayo ears going forward hmm. so without further ado I think we've got to the end of part one of the podcast this evening coming up after the break we are going to go where nobody really seems to want to go you know it's been a hot, a hot topic of discussion over the last couple of months we are going to discuss the phenomenon that is normal people so stay tuned. Merton hit me in an unmeasurable wallet. Did you deserve it? No, no, no. No. Why? I got up. You hit him back. No, I didn't hit him back at all. I hit him back with one four. One four? One goal and four points. Come back for fucking Why? Because I was simply the best of the time. I hit him back with one four. I've hit him back with one four. I've hit him back with one four. You understand that, don't you? One goal and four pints. One goal and four pints. You understand that, don't you? I've hit him back with one four. That's one of the reasons that left left down. guys you're very welcome back to part two of the may or back podcast um, you know we're going to get our teeth i suppose and get right stuck in now to a program that i think we've all you know secretly whether you want to admit it or not you've you've enjoyed it don't don't lie to don't yourself now lie. don't be lying to your mother now and telling her that you didn't enjoy it you enjoyed it that of course is normal people tj what did you think of it what i know why you enjoyed it fat larry and I know why some of the listeners out there, filthy beggars, would be watching it. It was like something you'd see in a porno movie. And the amount of filth in it now, oh, it made me sick to my back teeth almost. I was sitting there watching it. And the, the first time I watched the series, oh, it just disgusted me. The second time I watched the series through from the start again, oh, I just couldn't get some of the images out of my head. And the third, fourth and fifth time, I just, I knew, I knew what I was doing was wrong. And I knew that I had to stop going back and watching it from the start. 40 minutes of sex and general filth throughout the series, Fat Larry. Well, you don't need me to tell uh, you. Oh, TJ, I mean, I can see where you're coming from now. Oh, it's disgusting. It's, it's funny, I suppose. I don't know if the two of us here are on the same... If we're, you know, singing off the same hymn sheet at all on this one. Because it was actually... What I enjoyed about it actually was... 
bit different. In fact, I, I, I actually, you know, I didn't, I, I was, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to watching that awful filth. But the part I loved, geez, I've watched it about 10 times. It was a great game. It was a savage game. Class game of football. You, and unbelievable as well, what I loved about it, the club playing you know the club foot there was no county football which I you know that made me that made me real hard so it did I was looking at it all wrong I was getting hard in another way I was kind of going back over and getting bogged down in the nitty gritty and the the absolute filth of it and the way it was so well produced and the there was so much nuances to the sex scenes it's so just, graphic oh it was too graphic but the football match now that's something we can really get stuck into one big issue I had with it along with the you know, the amount of disgusting, filthy sex that was going on. I suppose the big issue I had, and this was a kind of a thing that I just thought was unrealistic. Like, say, for example, Connell, you know, he's portrayed as a great footballer in the show. But, like, he's from Sligo. So there's no possible way that he could be any good at football. Like, he's not even from Mayo. So that to have a Sligo fella trying to play this role of, oh, I'm very talented very young, and I'm yeah. strong and I'm big, a tall lad and good around the, under the high ball, I thought that was too unrealistic at the start. Uh, yeah, that kind of, you know, I was I was a bit perplexed by that one, all right. You know, it was, jeez, uh, it would have made an awful lot more sense, you know, the way, you know, with the swagger he played with, the confidence, the good looks, you know, the style, you know, those, the rampaging runs Fabulous. coming from deep. You know, he would have looked so much more you know, akin to what we would see, you know, from one of our fabulous, you know, Mayo footballers. You know, I think the Sligo part, it was, you know, it was all a bit, you know, you'd take it or leave it now because, you know, you don't find footballers like that in Sligo. Um, Is there any footballer you find in Mayo that would have any comparisons with Connell, do you think? Do you know, he's quite a strong, silent type, you know, fabulous penis, of course. Is there anyone, you know... God, TJ, I mean... Does he remind you of anyone? Well, listen, it's... No matter what answer I give here, you know, you're going to anger someone, someone's partner or, you know, a loved one or whatever. God, it's it's not an easy question. But I'd say, Fat Larry, you'd be more worried about angering all the ones you don't pick. They all want to get this coveted title. Oh, absolutely. Title. Do you know, I mean, it's... Pick someone you can be sure doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, well, listen, I think, you know, we're... Even if their girlfriend does. You know, listen, uh, well, you know... The way he came from deep and, you know, you know, just, you know, penetrated through, you know, the opposition. Thrusting up the middle. I mean, you know, it's something that we would have seen time and time again from, you know, guys like Leroy Keegan would have done it in the past. Mm -hmm. You know, that incision that we'd see from Jason Dorothy, Mm -hmm. you know, but I would probably steer clear of them in this instance, you know, but God, I mean, you know, that, that kind of the rough chiseled, you know, appearance, you know, not you know doesn't say a lot I mean you know it just screams Chris Barrett to me you know our all star defender from Belmullet you know the way he gotcha yeah. absolutely yeah. went in there in a blaze of glory mm-hmm. and rampaged through her you know it was absolutely fantastic to see rampage up the pitch through the game of course indeed and we'll get straight on to the next topic that's kind of connected to that in a way Connell you know he goes from being this big star this big fabulous guy with you know large penis or whatever and he goes on to leave his club move up to Dublin to I don't know is it to study to go to 
what is it collage or something like that it, it, this is something that it reminds me of some of the bastards I've come across in my club career going back many moons ago that left Mayo and went up and joined a team up in Dublin no matter how useless they were at football the bloody Dublin oh what are they doing they're adding to the problem it, it, it's, it's, it's the lowest of the low a Mayo man that plays with a team in Dublin it is I think absolutely and I mean listen it's I found it very hard to connect with Connell at that level because you know what he doesn't realise like he doesn't understand the magic that is you know beating down the road on a Friday evening in the Congo line you know hammering it down for training you know I'd say Connell never stopped in Ballon lack on the way down to Sligo for a hot chicken roll and a, and a hot mocha. No. Uh, you know, he wouldn't know that. So from that level, I found it quite difficult, you know. But then again, at the other uh, on, on the other side of that uh, argument would be that, you know, he probably didn't pick up a rake of spe- speeding tickets, you know, coming down for training. So, you know, maybe that was a good one. But, you know, you could see, oh, it was awful, you know, up in Dublin there. And he was, you know, playing his club football in there taking all them you know bloody drugs and all that sort of illegal substances you know almost akin to the Ballyboden St Enders team you know of a couple of years ago you know and you could see how upset that made him and you know he was clearly missing his inbred buddies back in Sligo you know that he just doesn't get that you know connection up in the Dublin and as well as Connell now looking at Marianne do you think Marianne ever played a bit of football would there be any Gaelic in her now you know I'd say she'd be you know she'd be a crafty I think she'd be crafty enough now antique tough tigerish cornerback she, she has the look of she would you know sm- small in stature but if she know. could master that you know that what the ladies do so well that very straight on punt kicking style absolutely. if she had that mastered now down to a T well, uh, yeah. I think she could slip into any team around the country here absolutely and I mean I, you know you bring it back again to you know a player who we mentioned previously you know Chris Barrett was a teak top tough cornerback Tigerish Tigerish little man you know but that man had no problem you know marking the biggest forward on you know the opposition team your Tommy Walsh is from Kerry or your you know your Dean Rocks from Dublin you know I think the way that you know Marianne tamed you know uh, Connell you know in that sense was very you know similar to the way Chris Barrett would have done it in the corner for Mayo over the last number of years now speaking of doing it in the corner there's a scene in that show where they're about to get down and dirty and we get the lovely dulcet tones of Desi Dolan and Jer Canning in the background. That had me really, really going strong, I have to say. But all of a sudden, we see one of the most outrageous moments in, I would say, Irish television history. Connell says to Marianne, do you want an ice cream? Now, if you were driving up with me in the car, Fat Larry, going to Ballinalac to a Mayo game and I sent you in for an ice cream, what would you come out with? God, I'd be, you know, my first one would be, I'd be coming out with a large 99. Yeah, a 99. And if, you know, if if maybe there wasn't a 99, I'd be coming, you know, with maybe an ice burger or a twister or maybe a brunch, you know. Perfect. That would always leave me satisfied and smiling. What does this Clem come back with? Only a rusty red rocket ice pop. And you can she see... She just couldn't get enough of it. No, you could see her disgust with Fat Larry. She had the top of the red rocket licked. And by that stage, she had had enough. She put it on the ground in the wrapper. Disgusting. Now, this is in the heat of summer. There's dry ball outside, dry ground. It's a roasting hot day. That ice cream is melting underneath the bed for God knows how long. The scene is over and the ice cream is still fucking yeah, melting. That scene, the tar on the road is melting. The cuckoo is singing and the ice cream is melting under the bed. It made me sick to my stomach. God, and not only that, you know, and you're right about the ice cream and, you know, I think... 
a sh- an absolute shambles of a call really I think you'd fashion it only to the decision to sack Comelli and Ballyhane in terms of its stupidity or whatever but we're not going to go there this time listen the question I have to ask is you know Desi Dolan and you know Desi fucker Farrell or whatever you call him is commentating on the game who's playing only bloody Dublin and Kerry now can I ask you TJ how much do you think Dublin the big Dublin dicks the AIG Blue Dubs, John Horgan and Bertie Ahern and Fianna Fáil, how much do you think they received in, you know, rights for allowing their Dublin team to be played on this international hit show? Now, why not, you know, why know. not let a Mayo or a Roscommon go on the TV? I think it's It all comes shit. back to the 16 billion. It all comes back to the 16 billion. Do you know, they're too interested in this foreign market. The Dublin GA are too interested in the foreign markets you know giving them money from coming from Barat coming from Johnny Kardashian and all it's these ones over in America it makes me absolutely disgusted when it's I think about it abso- that should have been the Mayo team on the telly absolutely and you know what I don't think it's acceptable at all you know Kieran Whelan couldn't win an All-Ireland for Dublin so to make you know soften the blow for him they gave him 16 billion for his birthday party you know I think you know we're we're you know we're fighting a losing battle on all sides here and I think this would have been a chance to give a bit of exposure to you know a nice inbred county obviously ourselves but maybe a Sligo you know maybe now listen to the facts Fat Larry your man comes from Sligo not Mayo feckin the game that's on telly the dubs no sign of Mayo again no chat about how well Mayo were going in that year we don't know what year it's set in probably 2016-17 no talk about Andy Moore and rediscovering his form and playing so well throughout the whole show disgrace like this was written by a Mayo woman the next thing we need to look at the feckin shorts and the goo the gooch Gookie. Gooch, Gooch uh, Colin Cooper designed these, did he? The Gookie shorts that are essentially Mayo shorts. We've been ripped off and shafted time and time again. If you were to compare Mayo to a character in Normal People, you'd fashion it to the poor owl, the poor old unfortunate drunk moonshore who met Connell on the night out. You know, it all started so well mm-hmm. and, you know, she ended up like ourselves on many occasions, coming home from the night with nothing to show for it, high and through the tears, you know, licking her wounds. You know, I think I think we were royally shafted here and no doubt, no doubt Dublin GAA had a you know, a good part to play in the, you know, the overall production and, you know, setting and you know scripting of this programme and I think you know it's a, sh- it's a shambles it's culture appropriation there's no two ways about it the only positive I can see coming from a Fat Larry is I suppose going forward you know we've got a lot of inbred listeners to this who'll be rooting through their drawers looking for their Mayo shorts and they'll be whipping them on they should be looking stylish this summer just wear the Mayo shorts and nothing else guys nothing underneath nothing on top just go out and about in those Mayo shorts and you'll be the sty- most stylish boy wherever you end up over the summer God, I mean, TJ, you know, actually, there's one thing I forgot when we were discussing earlier what? about what player we would fashion, you know, compare Connell to in this Mayo team. Mm-hmm. Would I be right in saying that Connell, he drove a baby blue Ford Fiesta? Why does that? Can you shine a bit of light on that? I'm, I'm just wondering why that... There's hardcore listeners out there, Fat Larry. They'll be they'll be licking their lips when they hear that term now. Baby blue Ford Fiesta. Where a car synonymous with Mayo GEA. God, it wasn't... It wasn't the car that carried the men who carried the knives, was it? Into the Ballyhane clubhouse. 
It was the car that I suppose was the main story on the 6-1 news that particular evening. And, you know, maybe we won't go into the details of who was driving it. We might open that one up to the fans. Would you be able to get in touch? Bloody hell, TJ. I mean, last week we talked about the toughest and how they tried their best to make a nice TV show and it ended up being just a tribute to Ballyhane Clubhouse and Homelli. Normal people, you know... They've you know reached international stardom with this show, but the reality of it is the main theme is that the baby blue Ford Fiesta, which has such an integral part in the show, you know has such a synonymous association with the night of the long knives. And you know, God, I mean, it's 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 everywhere, isn't it? Do you know what we can do, Fat Larry? We give a little incentive to the eagle-eared listeners out there that will have heard baby blue Ford Fiesta and known exactly who we were referring to. If you DM the page with that answer. We'll put all the names, I suppose, into a pot and we might just draw one out and offer them a free Cordia Mayo back card. So do get in touch. Who drove the baby blue Ford Fiesta in 2015? Listen, and the prize is, it's a dinger. It's an absolute dinger. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been, you know, I suppose when lockdown started and all this COVID-19 crack, we were probably worried that, you know, inbreds wouldn't have something, you know, to really, you know, get right pissed off about and give out about you know I suppose from that sense you know we're lucky that normal people came along you know oh, it's been riling me up ever since we it came out been, yeah, absolutely you know and there's I, only one positive I could take from it and there's only one character in the whole bloody show that was a sound manning who was that? Niall the cunt from Donegal oh Niall jeez he was a he was a gas ticket now he had a head of hair in him like Porrick O'Hora exactly and if he's ending like Porrick O'Hora he should be drafted into that Donegal team. So we'll extend, you know, that suggestion to our dear listener, Rochford, who, of course, has been in touch with the page. He's been loving it for the last couple of years in particularly. That maybe, you know, Niall is the type of guy. He's got that sort of style, charisma. You know, he's got the attributes. We don't know what he's like on the football pitch, but does it matter these days? We think get him into the Donegal squad, to be honest. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there was some, there was some, there was some you know, good... You know, it wasn't all about just the big stars and the big actors, you know. There was a few, you know, nice big part characters there going along in the background, you know. A bit like our own Mayo team, you know. These guys mightn't have the greatest impact because they mightn't have been allowed, you know, by certain, you know, forces that are at play. But, you know, I mean, overall, it was a a wonderful, you know, a wonderful experience, you know, and... I'll be honest with you, it really, it opened my eyes. Is that a helicopter? That's the military now, they're watching us. That won't be picked up. We hope you can't hear that, folks, but if you do hear the helicopter, yeah, and you do hear maybe this being the end of May or back, you'll Fuck. know that the county board have got their way. But we'll presume that it's okay and we'll keep going. We've got our tinfoil hats on. They, let's hope now that they can't pick us up on the 5G we're hidden in an underground bunker in order to you know protect our anonymity which is so, very important these days so important now we have a few more topics we'd like to talk about this normal people fat Larry really was sensational um, it comes from a book did you believe a book written by a Cassandbar woman, Sally Rooney? Well, as you know now, reading wouldn't be my forte. I, I was I just going to say, the words out. yeah, we got the book, but we couldn't read it, so we just kind of stuck to the show from that point. Yeah, but we were impressed. But when we're on the topic of Sally Rooney, this is a topic, a question I'd extend to you, Fat Larry, and I suppose the cohort of Mayo inbreds who are listening to this podcast, you know, the respected and honourable followshipper or listeners, as we call them. 
Where does Sally Rooney rank in the debate of the most famous women of all time? Does she make your top five based on, you know, what she's contributed to the world of, we'll say, literature and to Irish, you know, television, as it were? Well, you know, listen, I mean, she's got to rank right up there. You know, she's probably, you know, as a female, you know, making an impact. I think we haven't seen anyone, you know, bring Sligo into the, you know, the forefront of the national uh, psyche probably as much since Kuntus Markovic did back in, you know, back in the, you know, whenever that, whenever she was around. That's an excellent comparison, oh, Fat Larry. But, you know, we had, uh, you know, great women, of course, one that is a dear friend of our podcast here, you know, Grace O'Malley or Grania Whale, the, pri- the, the, the pirate queen. You We've know. often talked about Grania Whale, and if she is listening, you know, a big shout out to her. We always said before in the past that what she brought to, you know, being a pirate in the 16th century, that bit of steely toughness and determination when she was slitting the throats of pirate men, it's that level of, you know, ruthlessness that our boys could have done with Absolutely. in those All Arnold finals of the last few years. So Grania Whale, for me, is, is number one. Right yeah, now. she was, you know... She's she so hot right now. Cutthroat. Oh, she's all in. She's all in right now. You know, she is uh, you know, a strong, a feisty woman. And I mean, you know, what we would do to have her, you know, you know, man in the, the, the small rectangle, you know, in front of our goal. Um, and maybe she will, you know, maybe she'll get... Ah, uh, Fat Larry, it says more about the county board now that they wouldn't even extend the hand to her and offer her a position either in a management capacity or in a playing capacity. Well, listen, in fairness to her, she has had her problems in the last couple of years with the injuries. Obviously, she had the she had that horrible uh, ACL injury that she picked up. But, you know, there's no reason why she couldn't be in and around the squad in some sort of a advisory role. And maybe, as you said... Uh, a joint manger maybe you know herself and you know maybe she might join up there with maybe Cora Staunton or someone and maybe make a kind of a, a female joint manager team because with the way the world is going now I mean God only knows what's going to happen like Lord knows the, the bloody world we're living in now do you know it's uh, Fat Larry you know you took the words right out of my mouth when you mentioned Orcora there she has to slip in there at number two on the top five list of most famous male women her record speaks for herself you know she scored what was it? 895 goals, 1,762 points over a, a, a career that spanned, you know, almost 20 years. And now she's converted that to down under where she kicks the footy. And, you know, even if you wanted to list, you know, the amount of managers that she's superseded throughout the years as well, that would be an impressive number. So I think there's no further places you look at than Cora. Cora goes right up there on the Mayo GA Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I mean, you know you're talking about powerful women there of course who made you know a big impact and were not afraid you know to ruffle feathers and a great woman of course who was famous for it was our former president the first female president of our of all of Arnold Mary Robinson number three Mary Robinson what I think Mary Robinson could bring to this Mayo team today Fat Larry is she's a UN peace broker you know mm. she's gone out to God, these we, you know. she's gone to Yemen she's gone to Lebanon she's gone to Syria she's seen you know great strife and great anger and she's seen these worn torn places what about if we sent her out to Ballyhane what about if we sent her into a Mayo GA training camp and sat down with some of the relevant parties worked as a peacemaker could she bring Tim O'Leary back into the fold perhaps 
could she bring you know we'll say the likes of Vershinade Nallies and our Quail on Crows and Donald Drakes and these birds that have been forced to fly away in recent years could she broker a peace deal between them and the Mayo County Broad I wonder absolutely I mean it could be explored but I suppose it could be a case of you know are you are you sticking the fork into the spuds that have already boiled dry TJ I mean you know it's it might be too late you know we should have probably considered you know what impact she could have had you know maybe back in 2015 you know maybe back in May or June before the shit hit the wall but you never know TJ I mean in May or GA as we do always say the next shit show isn't far around the next bend so you never know get her in now and maybe we might be more prepared for the next inevitable implosion you're absolutely dead right fat Larry now moving on to number four I suppose you know the debate is still hot there's a lot of people that they might want to throw into the names of candidates that we could have here but I think for you know for a clinical thinking Matt's brain and kind of a physics an under and a deep understanding of physics and you know winning a beauty pageant you know which doesn't doesn't harm the chances at all anyways I'd say Avina Sulawan and particularly for her connections up in RTE we know that Dublin gets so much money and so much biased coverage from our national broadcaster because of the RTE connections Evie could maybe go in there as number four Oh, 100%. I completely agree with you on that one, uh, TJ. And I mean, if you're going to mention Mayo Roses and candidates and, you know, people who have had a big impact, of course, it'd be remiss of us to forget, of course, Maria Walsh, the former Rose of Tralee, who, of course, is a good, loyal follower of the page. Is and she a follower? She is. She get, she listens. And you know what? She doesn't just follow. She likes as well. Stop. Yes. Well, she's setting a great example for all the other women on this list. You know, that has me half tempted to turf one of these off the list and put her in there. God, I'm just, you know, it, it's a competitive list, guys. I mean, we have five names there. But, but I there think... you go. No, Maria Walsh is at four. So it's a, now it's hold... a complete toss up for the fifth spot. Now, hold on. I'm just going to hold you here before we rank number one because there's one more five. famous... So we have five It's a competitive list But I have got one more name That I would like to throw into the hat And it's one that might A lot of people might not suggest But in this world we're living in I think it's important And it would be remissive of us Not to mention Ballon robe woman Panty Bliss So that could, you know Just putting it out there You know we're always here at Mayor Back. We have always looked at things with an open mind. We see things, you know, from a different perspective and it would be remiss of us. We may need to go away and do our research on that one, Fat Larry. We may need to find out what are the preferred pronouns to be used there and whether Panty would be up for being mentioned on that list or not. But completely hurt, you know, it's it totally it won't up to be us. We won't no, no. We wouldn't force that on anyone. But we're only opening the debate, as we have done at many stages on this podcast. So Facilitating discussion, that's all we're doing here. We're not going to, you know, make decisions for anyone or back anyone into a corner. I think, you know, we'll include all the names we've mentioned there. Sally Rooney goes in there as well. We're not going to say one, two, three, four, five. We're going to hand it over to you, the listener. Now, hit us up with a comment or a tweet. Who are your top five most famous male women? Rank them one to five. You can give us a reason if you want. Be respectful, of course. You know... We just want to get a debate started and we might give out a Cordromayor back to the best answer that comes in off that one as well. And of course, before we move on from it, we should also just remind people that we are not labelling those six women. They do not have to be. You have choice to go outside that six if you like. 
and that is your decision. And of course, if any of the women mentioned don't conform as females, or you know, I suppose it's myself, Fat Larry. We we tread the line here on Mayo are back, and we really don't want to get cancelled or shut down at all. So we're trying to be as respectful as possible here, as we open and inclusive and encourage the debate that we're having. All we're doing here, TJ, is we're just opening the floor. We're facilitating, you know, inbreds to have a debate, have a bit of open dialogue and to, you know, exercise their opinion. That's, you know, merely that's all we're doing here. We're not, you know, we're not saying, you know, we're right or wrong or whether we're full of shit or whether we're spitting facts here. That's up to you, listeners. That's up to you to decide. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Now I feel we've covered a lot of ground there, you know, there's the type of dialogue and debate and discussion that you certainly will not get on any other podcast. And of course, it's all for you, the listener's pleasure. We'd like you to get in touch if you're enjoying what you're hearing. If there's any other topics you'd like us to discuss or dissect, please do hit us up with a DM on Instagram or Twitter, at Mayo or Back. Thank you for listening, of course. If you enjoyed what you heard... Please remember to smash the follow button. And if you're on iTunes, you could give us a little review. It would be much, much appreciated by all of the inbreds here and all of the team at Mayo are back. Without further ado, Fat Larry, we might wrap it up there. It's been an absolute pleasure, TJ. As always, you know, it's unbelievable to come on here and to, you know, speak with you, the inbreds, and, you know, to give our, our 10 pence, you know, no football that's no problem for us we'll find a way and if you if you like it we'll keep it coming so thank you for listening and we'll chat to you next time bye now McDonald's, 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 McDonald